All right, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to the latest episode of True Grid here at the Dunright Studio in Davenport, Iowa. Got two great guests tonight. I'm proud to say Carrie Brown, driver of the number 81, uh, in studio with us tonight, and Brian Ritter. Welcome, guys. How are you doing? How are you doing tonight? Pretty Thanks good, man. How's Father's Day? Uh, it, was, it was actually great. Good uh, time, huh? Yep. yep. Hey, I got a new gas grill. Do you guys get any uh, booty or anything like that or what? Actually, you got my daughter came in town before she went back to South Carolina. She's a travel CNA nurse, so oh, Brian, I got wow. to see her yesterday, and she got a jack for me for for the garage for the race car. So All right, that was nice. Well, hey, before we get rolling with you two, we got a couple of things we're going to talk about. Uh, first off, we're going to talk about Donnie Shots picking up his 300th career win uh, at Dubuque, Iowa, in uh, sprint cars, and then Friday, June 25th at Davenport Speedway. That's coming up this weekend. We're going to have the Sprint Invaders on hand. So, hey, if you're a wing sprint car fan, Friday night, the place to be is going to be over at Davenport Speedway. Now, this last Friday night, Hoker Trucking SLMR. That was Friday, June 18th. Uh, Justin Kai picking off the win. Started 15th, drove that thing all the way to the front. Looked like Spencer Dirk's 50-lap uh, feature was going to pick off uh, the win. Uh, with about 12 to go, Kai got going on the bottom, and Dirk's was right up there on the cushion. But... Kai got by, and I think Spence uh, followed him the last uh, dozen or so laps. Couldn't get, you know, within more than two car lengths. And uh, Spence come home second. Uh, Jason Haney, the number 76, uh, come home third. Uh, Charlie McKenna, the number 22C, come home fourth. And Chad Holliday rolled home fifth in that one. So, hey, coming up, uh, like we said, this Friday, June 25th, we're going to have the Sprint Invaders. And then coming up July 1st, we're going to have the UMP Summer Nationals at Davenport, so make sure you mark that thing down on the calendar. Uh, rest of the results from Friday night, IMCA Mods, Travis Denning picking off the win. That beautiful red number 27 car. Sport Mod, the Candyman, Jared Franzen picked off the win, the number 33. Street Stock was Tony Von Dresky because Kerry Brown wasn't there because his motor smokes. <laughs> and then finally, uh, four cylinders was uh, Dustin McGann. So before we get rolling with the guests... Uh, we're going to take this moment uh, to talk about tonight's sponsor. Thank you again for today's sponsor here, Dunright TV, for supporting the True Grit Podcast. Dunright has a wide variety of products and services like Dirt Racing, Pay-Per-View, or the retail store with television, internet, video production, smart home, and security technology. More on Dunright in a little bit. We're located right here at 1414 West Locust Street, in Davenport, Iowa, and we'll talk a little more about that uh, later on. So, Carrie, Brian, uh, hey, race season's here. You had a little trouble with an engine that was smoking, and boom, uh, we didn't get to see a race last Friday night. What's the story on the uh, uh, the car getting all tuned up and ready to go racing again? Well, we, uh, we put it together last year, and we knew it was wore out a little bit, and yeah. uh, we were just trying to save on the budget, and obviously it didn't work out in our favor but um it was running good and everything just kind of one of them things where just got a little smoky for the other drivers and um we had one in particular that didn't like it but, yeah um that happens but it's uh it's out and we're gonna get it worked on and hopefully i'll be back within the next couple of weeks with uh, all right maybe a backup motor in there make sure and send that other driver a letter let him know you got the smoky problem <laughs> cleared out and you're oh gonna be i'm back. sure he'll know yeah Brian, uh, what about you? The number zero car. Uh, you were uh, out a couple of weeks ago. Did you yeah, run last week? I've uh, I've been I've been racing like a month now. Yeah, uh, yeah. I broke okay. my open motor and then end up 
working out a deal with my friend Jeff Struck, and then I got a new sport mod that is one another Vondresky one, uh, sniper chassis. Yeah. And uh, just waiting on a part for the carburetor. Yeah. Uh, carburetor plate, and even if you went to go buy a carburetor, it's still take just as long so yeah hopefully it should be here soon and uh ready to go and got a crate motor now so that'll be a little different but and hey, you guys have had real good luck with those Vondresky cars I and mean, that guy tony just uh you know amazes me that uh you're in you're out that is a chassis that you want to be running it's just uh I, I think he's just a guy that is just uh that people want around he's uh just, uh, I mean, I, I wouldn't be anywhere where I'm at without him helping. Uh, he's, he's pretty a, he's much a great guy and a great yep. friend. And he's got a great girl behind out. him that puts up with his yeah. long yeah. days. Lindsay's <laughs> awesome, <laughs> too. Lindsay's so. awesome. Lindsay's awesome. But, uh, Lindsay knows how to work on race cars, too. Yeah, I want to let you two know, Joe Bonnie has uh, texted in. He said, hello, Shane, and hello, cheaters. <laughs> What's that all about? <laughs> at least, at least <laughs> they don't want to fight today. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's great. Hey, we're going to go back to the days we talked about it uh, a little bit off studio. Uh, the Dirt Track Mafia. Carrie, tell us what that was all about back in the day. Um, it started, I was just got out of the trophy trucks and got a street stock. And uh, the building next to me, Todd Dykema's his dad, had a landscape shop there. Okay. And um, he was helping me at the time. And there we go. Basically, uh, yeah. I got a street stock and he had helped me a few nights and he said some friends were coming and uh, it ended up being uh, Ritter, uh, Terry Renfro, Todd Dykema, Keith Silvers, yeah. um, and then uh, Phil Anderson yeah, ended up filled in, the summer in, in there and uh, they, they helped me for about five races at the end of that year and then uh, I think that winter everybody went out and bought cars and pointed the finger at me. I was the one that got in trouble <laughs> with everybody twice. <laughs> but uh, it's just, I think somebody joked around once and because we had eight, ten cars in the pits, and they're, they're like, oh, we don't want to mess with this gang, and it yeah. just ended up being a joke, and somebody said, yeah, we're the dirt track mafia, and then somebody, I don't know who it was, we just I think Todd Dykema drew a logo up one day with some flames, and we thought, let's throw some money in, and we made shirts, and I think we sold a couple thousand dollars worth of shirts. Oh, and, my gosh. And it was just a, it's more so just, just a bunch fun. of, it's just more a bunch of yeah. friends that are yeah. racing Plus, together. and We all had, we were all in different classes. Yeah. At first, yeah, and then Todd and Terry were in V mods back then, right? And I raced a four cylinder first year, and that was a lot of fun. Sure. But no comparison when you get into rear wheel drive street stocks. So. Yeah, and we were racing th awesome. three days a week. You know, yeah, Davenport, right. Makokata, and Dubuque. either East Moline. But then the one year we, I think it was '09, uh, we all decided to go to Dubuque every week for the whole season. Yeah. A lot hey, of fun. What about Kerry? You've run uh, those trophy trucks. Uh, they're a thing of the past, but uh, you know, every time I see Francis out there, you know, it was his. Uh, I think it was his grandfather he used to run up in uh, Tipton, Iowa, all the time, and he had an orange truck, number thirty-three, and they called him the Flying Farmer. And I remember the guy every time he come off turn four, he'd wave to the crowd. And uh, you know, and here's Jarrett. I believe he'd be his uh, grandson that's out there racing now. Uh, carrying on that friends and racing tradition, but did you like the trophy trucks? Was it economical? Oh, it was awesome. Uh, I remember that's how I got into racing. I, I happened to see an old high school friend, uh, Dean Anderson, and uh, he said, "Yeah, my me and my brother Dan are racing." And I went up, and their dad was building their motors at the time, and I helped them the whole season. At the end of the year, they're like, "Hey, you want to drive it?" And um, <laughs> I've I've never left the racetrack and since, and I think that's been 19 years ago. Man, that's but, awesome. Uh, yeah, the trophy trucks were, were great. I mean, you literally 
put gas in them and charge them the night before. That was kind of my kind of racing. Yeah. Charge it the night before and uh, go. go racing. And, uh, you know, of course, back then they – there was nothing stock about the trophy trucks. I mean, they no. were. I mean, come if you, on. If you build a 383, the next guy's building a 421. And uh, yeah, how do you like just, that? Uh, yeah. It was a. It was just a. It was a great class. Yeah, I mean, it was so fun. Hey, I want to let you know uh, you can listen to us on uh, Spotify, YouTube, Facebook, uh, Facebook. Go to the Done Right TV page. Uh, make sure and share, share, share. Hey, if you're watching right now, share it with your friends. Uh, yeah, and that way we can increase our viewership which is what we're all about. Uh, if you're following us on Spotify, make sure you turn on your notifications so every time we have a new show, it'll notify you. And make sure to like us on YouTube. So that's, uh, that's that. So we're looking at a couple of cars here right now. So we're looking at uh, the number 81 car. Now, are you still running that car, or is that thing long gone? Gary? That one's long gone. Okay. I, I've, I've seemed to have been on a trend where I... Um, find a car that somebody's had and had great success with. They might have beat it up a little bit, but uh, I've always kind of jumped into a real nice car and I uh, always wanted to get in a sniper chassis. So I... Is the car you got off of Rob? Uh, yeah, I think that was Rob yeah. Henry's old car there. Okay. But uh, and I finally got into a sniper. I've got a, actually a 2009. It's a little older than everybody else's car, but uh, yeah, it seems to run pretty good, even though oh, it's, it been does. Up, it's been bent more times than you ever... But, uh, Name Christine. Oh, there you go. It's hurt, but it still can hang. <laughs> still can hang. Yeah. All right. Now, who's that 76 over there? Yeah, that's my first street stock. I bought that off of Kevin Schlomer. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And had that for a while and got a couple big wrecks in it. And it's probably like a new Hyundai now. It's, it's in a junkyard somewhere. <laughs> but that car was, it was a good first car for sure. You know, Brian, you two, uh, you and Kerry Brown both, you always had nice looking cars. And that's one of the things that, uh, you know, I think racing as a whole, uh, you know, you look out there at street stocks now, and I mean, we got some nice, nice cars. I mean, you know, back in the day, they'd just get a paintbrush out and, you know, slap a number on it. Now, today, with the wraps being oh, what yeah. they are, the wraps are they are really wraps. make them look good. And actually, the wraps kind of, I don't know, they make the body a little stronger. It's easier to pound the dents out, too, it sure, seems yeah. like. Sure. I think we've always, one thing I like is we've always prided ourselves. We've pretty much done all of our own work. I mean, obviously, we have... Uh, other people do like the engine stuff, but anything with, I mean, we, myself and Todd Dykin, we bought a, a welder and a brake off, I think, uh, Dominecki yeah. years ago. And we still, to this day, all uh, Ritter and all of us, we, we make our own bodies right in the, right in the garage. And I don't know, it's kind of, it's put stickers on it. You can't tell it from the, the good ones. Shape ones, the pink 88. Yeah. Hey, we got, uh, what do we got? Sandy Lamar on here saying, Gary, keep the smoker rolling. Let the car <laughs> haters hate. So, what do you think about that? Yeah, they, the problem is they talk to the promoter, and um, he's trying to find a happy place in between. And I, I understood it. it sure, uh, it's just like a dusty night. You know, people don't want to see through the dust, and I, I definitely didn't want to uh, put anybody in danger, especially yeah. the couple of the guys that really can't drive. Um, Brian, but, what do we got up there, buddy? That was uh, uh, that's a Davenport. I don't remember. That might be the very f no. It's not a purple chassis car. Although I think that's the that same first car. Probably one of my then favorite that, wraps I, that he uh, had. I got I got a car. Yeah. Uh, Tony helped me find. Uh, it's it's uh, X Lines old car. What's what's Randy X Randy X Lines old car. It's like his yeah. first car. It's like the first car he ever like built. Yeah. And that was after that car. Hey, if you got any questions out there you want to ask, just feel free to uh, punch them in and 
we'll uh, get to them as we get to them and uh, uh, you know ask our two drivers here anything that you might uh, mm. want to know that could so, be dangerous that could be dangerous that's right hey so you guys uh, quarter mile half mile uh, three-eighths mile I mean what was your favorite track do you like running the short tracks or you like running bigger I tracks? like the short tracks because because uh, I mean Half miles are fun, but I crashed pretty bad one time on it, so I was never just a really big fan of it after that. <laughs> he's, got a, but, uh, he's got a little PTSD from the half mile. Is that what it is? Okay. But, I mean, like one of my favorite places, we used to go to Dubuque every Sunday. Right. That was fun. I went oh, up there yeah. once last year in the, in the sport mod. Yeah. Uh, and Tipton's always a blast. Fall Bash is always a great time. Sure. And Oh, isn't that a good time? No, it is. Yeah. I guess you like to wander a couple of new places because, you know, the car I have now, you can kind of go wherever kinda you go want wherever to drive want, to. Yeah. With the outlaw cars, you know, you just can only race a few places. Well, the outlaw cars, tell me about those. Now, is Davenport and East Moline the only one running the outlaw now? Or can um, you go to Peoria? You could go to Peoria and stuff, but you're, you're I call it a little outclass. They've got a, a softer, wider tire. They've got sure. bigger motors. You know, they do, I think, run a two-barrel. Um, but they can they can drop their trailing arms. I mean, there's just a lot of differences. and. You, I've, obviously, you know them little things are, yeah. are a lot. Make a big difference. Yeah, you know, when you see the guy uh, back in the day, I remember uh, first time I seen somebody moving around their trailing arms. We were out at uh, Bluegrass, and the guy left uh, the victory ramp, and he kind of uh, gassed it up a little bit, and the left rear hiked up. And I thought, okay, uh, now it's in the street stock class. or yeah. moving the trailing arms around. And, you know, it's just everybody wants to go fast, so you're going to try to do whatever you can do to get an advantage over – you know the next guy. Yeah. So hey, I get that. I mean, it's it's getting expensive. I think in right. in any class you are, but right. there's different people that show you that you you know it's not all about having the money. Um, yeah. Obviously that helps, you know. But uh, hey, there we go. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Down at Davenport Speedway. Yeah, there's a nice Stop chassis. Nice car. man. Yeah, it was. So kind of forgot what them are like. <laughs> Come on, <laughs> Gary. I got faith in you. Know you're you running. Good. I mean, yeah. with that motor smoking, you're flying out there. And I, I just thought, man, all you got to do, you know, you're losing horsepower because you're burning so much oil, mm-hmm. you know, in with fuel. But you get a good motor in that thing, you're going to be right back. I, I feel like at. I've uh, I've tried to be a little more aggressive. I've paid attention to the setup on the car a little more this year, which yeah. I know Tony Vendresky has kind of beat into me over the years, say, <laughs> you know, which I, I don't follow a lot of times. But I've uh, and I've definitely tried to drive a little more aggressive. Uh, I mean, for what I have in that car and trying to compete with these guys, and that's all yeah. I try to do. I a mean, lot of fast guys in that class, too. Some people got to remember. Uh, and guys that have yeah. been racing for a while and know how to drive oh, and yeah. stuff. It's, uh, that's Jesse still my favorite Owen. race to watch. Oh, yeah. Jeff Struck. Donnie Lauk. I mean, Donnie Nick Hickson. I mean, you can just, yeah, the, the list Hickson, goes on. I mean, Jesse Hickson is crazy fast when he gets that car wound up. Literally, anybody could win the feature just about in that field. Little Jake, Jake's getting yeah, better Jake, every week. Uh, yeah, Jake kind of took Jake and he came out a third Give on a Friday. Shout so out. Actually, him good and run. I were him and I were his pit crew on Friday. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, well, he had a good I also want to say yeah, he, he, he lost his he lost his time. mother on Sunday. I just oh my, sorry to hear a big that. Sorry, yeah, uh, sorry out to him for that. Yeah, that's yeah, it's always tough. So hey, our thoughts and prayers are with her, and uh, you know that's always a tough thing. Yeah, uh, you know I've been that sure. through that with both mom and dad, uh, both. Hey. Uh, Best moment in racing. What what was a night that you're just like, man, this is can't get any better than this. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the year my dad died, uh, I won the Father's Day weekend. Oh, you are. And you I, know I remember going through, and I just, I just later to the like hammered later down. I hammered down, and I just didn't let up. And I, I remember going through the 
checkered flag just bawling. And then I was like trying to be macho, and I'm like, I'm gonna drive one more lap around to see if yeah. I could quit. Quit the crying. tears. And Get I emotional. Was, I was swallowing, and uh, I remember uh, Phil Anderson. I think was the first one to greet me outside the car, and then I think I got him a little choked up, and then I was just uh, yeah. that was probably my probably my greatest win. I think. Yeah. Out of uh, yeah, Father's Day and the win. I mean, yeah, you know, it was just, you know, my dad just pat, and he he literally he went to the races back. Yeah, in the early in days. The day. I mean, I remember being a kid. He sat and he. <clears throat> I mean, that's he loved. He came to our shop pretty much every day mm-hmm. when he was around. And uh, yeah, what do we got going on up here, Gary? Uh, it's a, that's the big. Buck it's one right of my there. little pets. Yeah, actually, that was dinner. Yeah, I mean that looks awesome. Yeah, that's uh, a couple of years ago for bow season. That yeah. was actually a real good year. My friend Jeremy, the week before. I took him out there and uh, he shot his first bow kill. I got that on film, and then the next Saturday I went out and shot this one, and then the following day I took my taxidermist out and uh, it was a it was a crazy week because the two of the deer, the other two deer we had never seen before. But sure, that's one of my passions in the off season, or if the motor breaks again, I'll uh, <laughs> I'll start shooting my bow <laughs> early. Hey, Denise Anderson Flugel, uh, Carrie says uh, she loves seeing you out there. Uh, you always keep it interesting, and good luck when you get back out there. So yeah, uh, I love them guys, uh, uh, Denise and Mike. Uh, I mean, honestly, I, I give credit to Mike Flugel because I, the Anderson family, kind of took me under their wing when I got in the trophy trucks and showed me about. I I couldn't have taken a motor out and put it back in. They had all the stuff, the bolts in a bucket. I said, "What's that?" And they said, "All oh, the." All the bolts for this oh, motor, and, and the first few times I did, I think I bagged everything and wrote everything down. And yeah, but I I give a lot of credit to the Anderson family and um, and Mike Flugel yeah. um, for for my racing. I think they they definitely helped me get along. So hey, we got Many a question props. here for both of you from Lyle Stevens. What advice would you give someone that's looking to get into street stocks? Um, call. First, call Tony, call Tony Vandresky. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Tony no, or, find a sniper chassis. Yeah, I mean, that's, car. that's that's what's uh, right. If you're going to be around here and you don't, you don't plan on traveling, I'd try to say uh, just to fit in the budget. There is some older sniper chassis that are still good. That so you they, can buy they pop up all the time. I mean, you could. It's nothing to go out and spend six, seven thousand dollars on a motor and a car, and and you know if you have the desire and the drive to be competitive. Yeah, but. Uh, just look around. Don't jump into, you know, Whatever. always buying a brand new one. And yeah. I definitely want to start. If somebody's going to start, you know, make sure um, the street stock's where you want to be. I mean, right. sometimes a four-cylinder, even though that's getting competitive nowadays. Okay. Hey, now this picture, it's up there right now. My brother <laughs> and I, we've got a place. I mean, we dress yeah. up in the black, go out after midnight, and we go hunt the morels because everybody wants to know where there's a hot spot for morels. This, this, so. this was in the woods. That's this was in the, in the woods. woods. That's, that's all you can tell us? In the woods. <laughs> I had a guy ask me one night, he's Mountain like, hey, team. Shane, I want to get into this stuff. And he says, uh, you know, can you take me out and show me how to get her done? And I, I'm like, no. Nope. We got an old farmer on the Illinois side of the river. That's all I'll say. And he's got 90 acres of uh, wood property. And he, he literally told us, uh, you know, the spot that he always used to go. But now he's in his 80s. And he said, hey, uh, here's a key to the gate. Go up to this spot, head west. And, and he was right, man. We got about... Ten foot in the woods, and here's all these morels. So it's just uh, that competitive thing, I think, for me. And plus, they're they're delicious. They are usually, delicious. whoever I whoever I go with, and I will take yeah. people to my places. If somebody hasn't 
found anyone, I would, I'll take people with me. And usually what we do is we just, if there's two or three of us, yeah. whatever we find, we split it evenly between everybody. So if, cause right. I mean, if you've been morel hunting, one guy could literally find all of them. Yeah. So, so you guys, uh, uh, got to bring those races one of these nights, Carrie, and just cook yeah. them up for everybody down <laughs> the pits, huh? Them, I don't even know when them are from, but uh, pretty much all the <laughs> mushrooms I have are eight, or I give I give a lot of them away. Oh, that's nice of any, you. So. Yeah. You know, when I went to your Facebook page, Carrie, you're kind of an outdoors guy, and I love the hunting thing, and I love the morel thing, and I mean, you, you know, you got a lot of uh, stuff going on in your life, and, you know, and then you got the racing thing going mm-hmm. on. Uh, boy, and you're a busy guy. Pretty busy. I've pretty hyper my whole life. Oh so, yeah. Um, I just uh, don't really like sitting still too much, and I mean, obviously, I mean, just find things that I like to do. And yeah, as I get older, I'm not a young pup anymore, so I try to just uh, outdo the, a lot of the younger kids. And yeah, that's amazing. Stay busy. That's what I tell people. Yeah, I got to tell you know I'm 62 years old now too, and I I just I'm just like man. You know, back in the day, we used to get some scraps up the racetrack and all that stuff. And now I'm like, man, go fight with the young kids. Burn that energy up on them. Leave me alone. And, uh, yeah. But uh, what do we got up next, uh, Thomas? See what our next uh, picture is here we can talk about. Oh, hey, there's an old car. And, again, we're looking at uh, Phil Anderson next to you. Yep. Okay. Yep, yep. That might be two, a couple, three years ago. Yeah. Is that or is it? Right. You know, in Jeff's Auto Sales, have they always sponsored you, Carrie? Yeah, that's Jeff Struck. That's and, Jeff Struck. Uh, he just uh, he loves racing, and um, you know, just the little things he he does. You know, he might throw you some money to get some tires, or yeah. um, let me come down and use his tire machine to flip tires. Oh, I mean, any really anything you really would ask from. But yeah, I've, I'm honestly some of the sponsors I got are great. Rout Construction yeah. has been with me since. I mean, for the 18, 19 years that I've raced. I mean, come on. Scott Scotty Rout. Harris, Rout, man, Scott, that guy. He, he is awesome. They, um, they've just, they are really helping the racing community. I mean, he's helped tons of racers. Um, he's probably got seven cars out there. Oh, yeah. So, you know, late model, street. I mean, he sponsors them all. Gunchies, I know you eat there a lot. Yeah, Gunchies. I go to your page, he he I was a food. past sponsor. Uh, my yeah. buddy Eric Ludke, he just sold that. Like okay. Said, uh, That's a good friend uh, of ours, uh, hunting buddy. Yeah. Another friend of mine, uh, Midwest Complete Construction. He's always Tony Pauly. He's He's always been uh, behind our racing program. Uh, vintage Homes at Kerry Condon. He builds a great home. Yeah. Um, River City Rods and Fabrication. Craig Pickett. Um, okay. And uh, Chris Utterback. They, they're they always good. TNT Automotive. Um, I mean, obviously, Sniper Chassis. Uh, Snap-on, John Lund. Um, I don't, can't even think of losing names. Obviously, my the kids, uh, Aiden, Helena, and Bryce. That's my Tony's kid. Obviously, all my friends, they, they're they a big help yeah. on the car. But, yeah, the sponsors are big. I mean, honestly, if the sponsors didn't help us, I, I don't I don't think I would be racing. All right. We got Ron Anderson asking. He says, uh, uh, Ron Marks Jr. won the Father's Day race up at East Moline the day after his uh, dad had passed. So, you know, I know it's tough. I know Pat Moore, my sidekick, he's out coaching ball with his son, this weekend, but he's got a beautiful uh, shop in Coal Valley, in Illinois. It's a four-acre uh, piece of property. It's got like a 4,000-square-foot shop, half of its living quarters, but it's got stuff. I mean, it's like walking into a museum, just stuff in there. And, uh, you know, he, he lost his uncle and his dad, which basically, you know, were his race and operation, and then his mother passed. And so uh, 
for a long time he didn't go out that race shop. So, you know, we all we race slot cars in the wintertime. I don't oh, know if yeah. you've ever seen them little cars yeah, about follow, like this I thing. You guys. Yeah, so we're you know, it's something to do in the winter. Right. And says, Man, we board. gotta put a track out there at your shop, Pat. So all of a sudden we had, you know, twenty, twenty five people coming out there and we're racing in the wintertime and and he said, you know, my, my dad would have really liked that, but you know, I'm not sure that uh you know, when I lost my dad, I remember going out in the race shop the first time, and I, I went to the racetrack without my dad for the first time. And I remember uh, driving down the road, you know, the pit entrance uh, to the speedway, and, you know, I lost it. And I had to pull off the side of the road and just kind of, you know, get the emotion out of me so I can kind of get back on track and go to the uh, speedway. But I think uh, racing really is a family affair. Everybody does it, you know, as a family. My dad, I remember being I mean, a kid coming up here and come on, man. watching watching you guys and yeah. going to Bluegrass. And, you know, of course, I was running and playing and not watching the races yeah, as that's a what you kid. Did. But <laughs> when I, I remember when I told my dad that I was going to be racing, it was, it was he was just ecstatic. He was happy, he, wasn't he? And he literally, I mean, Ritter remembers, literally, he would just – say 3.30, you guys be a shot, and he would literally come to our shop about every day, yeah. obviously, and have a couple of drinks, which my mom wasn't supposed yep. to know about. Oh, but, yeah, uh, well, yeah and sure. it was, uh, you know, he sat it. in the same corner right around there, you know, so it's a little hard there at first, but, um, I, you know, I think he's still riding with me. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's see. What else we got going on here? Uh, do you have any hobbies other than racing? We kind of covered that with you, Carrie. Uh, Brian, I go, what do I you go got? deer hunting. Deer you're you're a hunter a too. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, we, go, we all. He's a veteran. Him, group of friends. Uh, like our friend Gunchy's Eric Lucky, yeah. and uh, another f- a friend of mine's a builder. He's Newton Home, Scott Newton. So we got a group of people that go hunting. And Scotty and he just, Harris, he's a hunter. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah he, he doesn't hunt with us. I mean, he's more than welcome to, but he's got all the good spots. Yeah. We <laughs> <laughs> got a pretty good spot. We got like what seven hundred acres. Up, yeah. Up by just by past Williamsburg a little bit. Oh man, that's great. So, hey, tell me something that nobody uh, listening right now would know about the two of you. I mean, do you have a uh, uh, you know, hobby that uh, we don't know about or something you enjoy doing? Or, uh... All right, guys. I don't know. We've talked about everything. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. I mean, I don't I, know. I really pretty much my, you know, I, I work work a lot and then yeah. I, uh, I I bow hunt in the fall going into winter football then, right. love football then, Steelers huge Steelers fan okay yeah. Steelers uh, fan oh yeah you gotta leave yeah. that's uh, it sorry. no I'm kidding man yeah. I love the Steelers but but I'm a Bears fan but I'm one of those guys too I'm a Cubs fan mm-hmm. but you know uh, before 2016 I was a Cubs fan so hey you know if they're losing it's just part of watching the Cubs uh, you know all the bandwagon jumpers have left town now so mm-hmm. uh, you know I I love the Steelers. Brent Pryor is a good friend of mine. He used to race Open Wheel Modified, and he's a big Steelers fan. So we're always uh, yeah. I like the Bears too, but I always had a rival against my dad. Just yeah. like NASCAR, my guy was Earnhardt, and his oh. was Gordon. So, oh man, so that's that when is I, that I became a Harvick fan because you know he was on the same team as him. Sure, so. sure. Yeah. Hey, the '81, Kerry, where'd that come from? Well, I was when I was in the trophy trucks. I was three B, which I loved. That. I liked Earnhardt. I was yeah. an Earnhardt fan, and Obviously, the B for brown. Um, and then when I moved from the trucks to the cars, there was like three street stocks at the time that were 3B. Yeah. Um, so I, Dan Anderson was already racing street stock, and he was number eight. Okay. So I was kind of looked around, and I mean, not really any reason. I seen Dale Earnhardt Jr., yeah. one of his cars, I think it was at the time a Bush car or something, 
was number 81, and I thought, eight, 81. And okay. I just thought nobody else has been that number. I just didn't, you know. I, it's a good number. Yeah, you know, I, I would have liked to have been three, but at the time, I, you know, obviously you don't want to pick a number somebody else has. Sure. So. What about you, Brian? Uh, 76, that was the year I was born, and it was going to be 98. Well, when I first got into racing, Terry Rittmer raced, and he was right. 98. Yeah, yeah. So I didn't want to. It's been too confusing. 98 Ritmer, 98T Ritter, and the right. new car, the uh, 0G car, is uh, I always like Bloomquist, and I just saw it one day and thought it was kind of like a cool number, and pretty really so, rare to see two of those at the track. I say it's so, not 0G, yeah. it's OG for or, or, OG. original oh, gangster. No, it's, <laughs> it's the original gangster. It's for fun. No, it's just fun. Uh, Don't let them kid yeah. you. Yeah. No, it's just it's funny. I thought it was cool. Cool. So I just figured I'd change it up. There you go. We're going to talk about tonight's sponsor again. Thank you once again to Dunright TV and Security for sponsoring this episode. And thank you uh, to the Dunright family once again for supporting the show from the very roots, from the very beginning as our show is growing. In Suit is expanding as well uh, with a short and decisive sponsor slot through the production of the show. The Dunright family has a wide variety of products and services they offer from the production backbone that is powering our show right now to uh, smart home TVs, vehicles, and the ever-expansive list of products that are not limited to internet, security, cameras, and other security equipment. Uh, and so give us a call at 355-7490 or visit us right here at the Dunright Studio at 1414 West Locust in Davenport, Iowa. Okay. So let's see. We got any more questions on here, guys? Uh, Carrie, when... <laughs> Mike Tilly says, Kerry, when are you going to move out of street stocks? You know, I've been asked that for a lot of years. When you win the lottery? No, not even that. I some you like street stocks? For some reason, I love this class. There you it's go. Just, it kind of, in my mind, it, it it's like the core racing class of, really of racing. And, I mean, like right now, I I mean, look, at you can go to any class, and there's a good field of cars that can win. And the street stocks, I mean – lot you know some people don't like that there's six seven guys that can come out and win it's hard to break in it but i think that makes me a better driver every week sure i does. mean you're racing against tony vandreski's and jeff strucks and I know. nick hickson's and come on you know and i mean some people get mad and upset but I, I just look at it as if i can get beat them on a night which you know i have you know yeah. hopefully this year i can beat everybody and get a win but right. um it's just it's good to be competitive and we all got to remember we're there for the fans so that's right we can do some exciting stuff to you know get people up on their seats and uh that's kind of what it's about you know and i think last year that COVID, that uh uh it, there's kind of been a you know rejuvenation of people up in the stands i remember last year you know we got the world outlaw show coming up at davenport coming up august i believe it's uh 26 27th 28th we'll have it on the uh, davenport speedway page k promotions but uh, we had almost a sellout crowd that night. And, you know, we went from nobody in the stands and just putting it on uh, pay-per-view with uh, oh, Dunright TV. the first couple of weeks. Man, See, uh, we just packed them in. Yeah. So now we still have the TV. And here's what's amazing. You know, I get on there and I take a look at uh, where people are watching from. I mean, we're talking about Iowa, Illinois, Wisconsin, Indiana, Missouri, Minnesota, Michigan, Oregon, Canada. Mexico and Germany. So, I mean, where you would think, okay, we don't want fans staying home and watching and not having them up in the stands, but we all know there's nothing like being at the racetrack oh, yeah. mm -hmm. 
But what I see is, you know, maybe grandma's got some health issues. She watches, uh, you know, on Dunright TV. And then people across America, I was talking to that guy down in uh, uh, Mexico. He said he used to work out at uh, what would be Genesis Welding Systems. And then he got hired by a company to run their, uh, you know, factory down in Mexico. So he says, you know, the way I get back home is clicking on that every Friday night and, you know, watching the show. I mean, isn't that cool? It is. It's it, it's definitely Especially just in my local eyes. Home, I've, local home track, you can watch it. And yeah. You can the watch last, it pretty much anyway. last few years, it kind of seemed like there was a a downtrend in the in the stands. And, you know, and obviously it helps, you know, uh, get Kai's up here. He's he's done a tremendous job. Uh, I mean, the track has just been great. And yeah. Loader. Sean Loader. So Sean Loader is definitely awesome. uh, gunning for Loader us. And, the and money he spent. Yeah, and it, you know it, it helps, and then there there seems to be a little more advertising, yeah, you know, promotion involved. So I think that helps, and um, more more people are starting to get into it, and I think people are doing watching this, watching yeah. they're starting to share things, and um, sure. that's what I try to tell my friends. I said, you know, if you're gonna go racing, let's share, you know, the Davenport Speedway thing, or if we're going right. to East Moline, let's share it, yeah. and just try to get people I know to you know that might want to come watch it, and if you know everybody does it, and it's. I mean, I I like it better when the stands are full. It kind of oh, makes yeah. me kind of kind of makes me want to do better. So I don't. I don't yeah. want to. Doesn't it? I don't want to. Should say I don't want to suck. You know. So <laughs> you, yeah, yeah. Well, like, yeah. Last year we had the COVID. The first couple of weeks, there's no one in the stands. It's kind of weird. It felt like you were practicing. It was. Of, it was creepy. Yeah. And I'm sitting up there and I'm talking. You know, and all we had was camera crew and you know people like that up in the stands. There's probably a total of five people. But you didn't have the roar of the crowd. Right. And, I mean, to me, that, that gets me revved up, and I know oh, it gets you guys sure. revved up. And, sure. you know, we start the night like last week. Hey, for the fans across America, let them know how we do it in Iowa. And, I mean, I know you guys can hear it down at Pitts, but they go crazy. Well, we know a lot of people, like, in the beer areas that stand by the <laughs> fence. And it's amazing. I know Ritter will tell you the same thing. The people that, like, point you out and wave at you. And, yeah. you know, and you, you wave at them, and, I mean, sometimes, you know, they, they kind of get excited, you know. But it, I think that's a fun part is when the – Somebody in the stands or up there waves, you know, and they're like, sure. So, I mean, I, that's what cool. we're there for. We're there to entertain. That's right. right. Put on a show. Now, the new entrance, uh, you know, down at the east end of the property uh, where the drive-in movie theater used to be, they're, they're getting that all finished now, and they're going to do something with that ass, ground-up asphalt they dumped over there. Good. It'll be a lot smoother <laughs> because, man, it's rough right now. It wasn't like, oh, my God. There last but they're, uh, it's probably not going to happen by the end of this year. But they're putting an all-brand-new sound system in the pit area that will be hooked up to topside where I'm at. So you guys will be able to hear the races. You know, hey, if you're down there working on your car and you're like, hey, how's Ritter doing? You'll be able to hear how he's doing. And, uh, uh, you know, I guess Sean Loader's done a lot for that. Uh, yeah, it's uh, a great improvement to the place. Yeah, I mean, for it, sure. obviously, if you have a nice place, it makes people want to come back, you know. and uh, Hey, that uh, shed. You know, after the race. Oh, oh yeah, the bar up there. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, that is just good time. It's not just underneath the grandstands. I mean, they that's first class all the way. Right. Oh, it and it's good to have a promoter that, you know, takes care of the whole facility, but yeah. he actually cares about the racetrack, too. Yeah. It's huge because before we didn't have that until he got involved. So, man, it, it's nice. So, he's now. a good dude for sure. Uh, he, yeah, you figured a couple of weeks ago when it was real dry and hot and winds blowing, I thought, oh boy, here we go. I mean, he was out there, you know, Wednesday, <laughs> Thursday, Friday, just dumping I was, water. I was the opposite of you. I was excited, thinking, hey, it's going to be a dry, slick, dry uh, slick. That's what I want. I, yeah. I want to, I want everybody to have to race. But, yeah. Hey, for the fans out there who have never drove a race car, tell them 
you know, kind of the routine you go through and you're strapping in that baby and getting out to go to race and what kind of thoughts are going through your mind uh, when you're getting ready to go out and race? I'm I'm a nervous wreck. Usually, okay. usually Friday. I mean, he'll tell you I'm. I this year I've been trying to kind of almost work myself up, kind of get into the aggressive racing mode, and okay. I'm usually a mess. I don't sit still. I mean, I I'm like the tire grinder. I think I ground nine yeah. or ten tires on <laughs> oh, Friday, Friday night. night. <laughs> I, and uh, I do that. I do on my own tires. I mean, I I. I pretty much am real nervous until I get in the car and get strapped in and turn it on. And then it's just, it's like everything kind of goes away. And um, usually I get out and I'm in staging and um, I'm usually looking at, you know, I kind of already have an idea who's around me, but I kind of get a visual of the guys around me and I kind of know what they do. And so I kind of make a little scenario in my head of what I want to do and I hope everybody does. And pretty much that's kind of how my my racing starts and yeah. slap myself in the helmet a couple times <laughs> yep. and yep. put my visor down, smack myself in the helmet and away we go. Well, that's pretty much it. You yeah. know, I know uh, no matter what was going through my mind, man, when that green flag dropped, I mean, you'd like zone everything out at showtime. What about yeah. you, Brian? Is that like, you know, you always get the pre-race jitters, <clears throat> yeah. excuse me, but then uh, once you get into staging and then you know that you're ready, it's like you said, once you go out there, it kind of all goes away. Yeah. And then just uh, go out and have fun. And uh, but like you said, though, kind of, you know, it was in front of you, kind of, you know, you wait a minute, you know what they're going to do once you get going and try to make moves when you can. And yeah. But yeah, racing's a blast. And it's the hardest thing ever to quit. Hardest yeah. hobby. Oh, it's like a drug. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm going to tell you guys right now, even the old guys like me out there, you look out there and I see you guys racing. And it's like, man, I'd like to strap in again. But it's such a disease that when you've been away from it, you know, I stopped racing in, uh, would have been 2000s. So, you know that if it starts to suck in, if you get in that car once, I mean, man, you want to be out there, you know, with the guys. And so, I admire guys like, uh, I was up in Makokota for that uh, Lucas Oil show a couple of weeks ago announcing that, and Terry Hurst, 77 years old, wins a feature, hadn't drove a car in 30 years, vintage uh, late models, seeing Webb out there every week. Now, I don't care if Webb's running fifth or if he's running tenth. I think, man, if I'm 72 years old and I can still get out there and do that. Because yeah. this guy's won it all. Every class, every race, he was on top for a lot yeah. of years. Just like Brenner. Brenner. Yeah, Leroy Brenner. Brenner. Yeah. Yeah. Forever too. Yeah. another one. You know what's crazy about Gary Webb is um, I used to live in McCausland when I was a kid. Yeah. When we were in fourth grade, I moved into town, okay. and I got into BMX racing. I think probably fifth or sixth grade, and I was over by Emi's Park, and we could hear a race car start. And I would literally, we'd ride our bikes fast as we could. And it was Gary Webb's house down off Clark Street. I think he lived on in Colorado. Okay. And I remember I remember as a kid, I didn't really, you know, I knew it was dirt tracking, but we used to sit out there at the end of his driveway and just listen to him, the car run. And, you know, now looking back, it's kind of ironic, you know, especially as he's yeah. still racing. So it's pretty awesome. Which, it gave you the uh, itch. My oh. grandparents live next door to, you might know who this guy is. His name's Dave Wheeler. Oh, God. He used to race a long time ago, so I used to see the car. The and Wheeler like, brothers. They, they, yeah, and yeah. then uh, I think his son, Mike, maybe, was who, what his name well, was. He might, he, I think he raced for a while, too. There was one in 65 with two cars. And then when they raced, uh, you know, open-wheel modified, their car numbers, they had the word going, which made the number 01, and gone. So they nice. ended up around number 0 and 01. But those guys, you know, were fast back in the day. You know, you see some of these guys, you know, they get fat like me, and they get, you know, go like, like, man, I'll give them a wheel a race car. But back in the day at Davenport Speedway on that half mile, those guys had some wicked fast cars, and, you know, they were good people. 
And so, the, you know, and they pave the way for the guys that are out there today. And when I look at you guys, you know, you're paving the way for the next generation of racers. And, you know, it's kind of like, you know, you hand the torch off, but you guys still got a lot of years to go before you're going to be handing that torch off, hopefully. Oh, yeah, I hope so, too. I, I got kind of the last year I kind of lost that little burn and, um, I got it back this year for sure. I'm good. I'm fired up. I'm actually not happy about watching the races. Usually, usually if I'm not racing, I have a hard time watching. But the last last two weeks have been pretty fun being in the pits. I'm. I told Jake. <laughs> uh, I, I said you're probably never gonna have a pit crew like this again. Yeah. All right. So, yeah. If you got any more questions out there, uh, you know we got about a little over 15 minutes left in the show. Uh, be sure and ask us, and we'll get them to Terry and uh, Brian. Uh, if you got anything that you need to know. So, uh, what kind of music you listen to, Kerry? I listen to I mean, a little bit of everything. Um, I, like to get fired up on the way to the racetrack? Are you a country I, guy? No, if I'm a, if I want to get fired up, I'm a hard rock. Okay, I'm definitely hard, hard, hard rock. Yeah. Okay. So. What about you, Brian? Uh, a little bit of everything. Like hard rock, country, some old '90s like rap music. Good to listen to sometimes, <laughs> for sure. Yeah. I like that serious satellite. Serious satellite's awesome. Stuff. Oh, oh yeah, oh, for man. sure. You know, ain't nothing wrong with that. No. Nope. And then, hey, what about racetrack food? Tell me. Uh, hmm. I don't never get down the pits to eat that stuff. Actually, Actually, I'll, I'll talk about that because that's my that's my specialty. Oh, yeah, he likes um, to, he likes yeah, to eat. You, he likes to go. You, uh, back in the pits, we do uh, the ladies back there know me pretty good. I I like to get the like I start off the night with a chicken sandwich and then I put nacho cheese on it. Oh man! Yeah, I and like that. Yeah, bag of Doritos and usually sure. a Pepsi. That usually starts my racing night, and then after I race, then I go back and usually get a hamburger with nacho cheese on it, and just makes it <laughs> just makes them a little more interesting than the regular sliced cheese. So, oh yeah. my god! Yeah, yeah. Usually, if I'm racing, I really don't eat too much until yeah. maybe the end of the night. Yeah, then it's ice cold bush light time. Eater, races are over. Because they had steak and chocolate back there, I'd be in the pits all the time. Steak oh man, would that be nice? Oh, be great. Oh my god. Yeah, so, uh, you know, the rest of the year, you're going to have the number zero car back out. Yeah, uh, I've got a new car. Uh, it's broken. Just got to scale it and get the carburetor situation figured sniper. out. 2018 and uh, be ready. It's pretty much a newer version of the car I had. Yeah. Same number. It's just uh, it's yellow instead of gray now. So Okay. Got the best Looking forward to that. Yeah. Had a lot of help. Uh, got some good friends that come up and help. Tony helps a lot. Jeff Kimmel helped me. Uh, Carrie helps me a bunch. Yeah, Jake that's helps the best a bunch. Have, man. Yeah, oh, yeah, I mean, we got just my car and his car in my garage, and then he's got a nice fun. thirty by thirty shop oh, with heat, geez. with heat, and we got yeah. cable, and we used to play some video games out there, but we're pretty much busy now. But yeah. and then Jake actually lives uh, two houses over, so his yeah. car is right there. So we have much stock. We got yeah. a little, our little, and then Keith don't live too far. Keith and has uh, him and Todd Dykema's car. and Todd Dykema. Now, hey, what about uh, Boone, Iowa, the IMCA Super Nationals? Have you guys ever went up that way? I went to Boone on a Friday night back when the kid was uh, won the Little League State Championship. Okay. We, I went with Chris Stein. You oh, right, remember right. him. His boy was playing on the same team, but that's the only time I've been to Boone, and it was probably one of the best Friday nights of racing that i ever seen. Yeah. And that wasn't even the Boone Nationals, but I would love to go. I'd love to go see it. Man, you got to go. And then uh, talking about that. The best racing up there, and I'm an old modified guy, I run mods and late models, but uh, the best show up there is the IMCA stock cars. Man, them guys put on a show. I would love that. You get that. a field full of cars, door to door. They're not tearing each other up. 
and and it really is the best show out there. That was what's cool about seeing Bristol, that all these guys out yeah, of Iowa that were successful. Man. I mean, I know. There were, there makes me, makes me finally want to get into an IMCA car. Yeah. I've been kind of stubborn about it, but it was like, yeah. So what do you think, cool. Kerry? Uh, you, you know, you talk about that. Next year, I mean, hey, you know, the promoter of the racetrack built a Southern IMCA stock car. Mm-hmm. You know, to me, that kind of sends a message that, you know, maybe, you know, at some point in time, maybe not next year, but at some point in time, we're going to be running stock cars over there. What do you think? I think it'd be a bad move because of the other tracks that were running the, the stock cars. Yeah. Plus, um, there's three or four street stocks that aren't even out yet, plus mine yeah. that, that guys bought that are working on. So, um, plus the uh, UMP, they're allowing the UMP guys. So, a lot of days off, like the East Moline tracks, um, right. a lot of them Sundays, we're getting guys we've never seen before. Right. And, you know, I've been out there and I've said, my God, this yeah. guy, you know, they're coming from, uh, you know, fair distance away. Yeah, a couple you know, hours. We had a guy away. up there from Indiana racing with us. And, yeah, one of you. Yeah, uh, street like, stocks with pull bars and yeah, come all on. kinds of. Uh, yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's pretty much a sport mob with a stock car by yeah. it. It's yeah. pretty much what it is. Yeah. So, since I'm kind of out of touch on this stuff now, so what. What would you have to do to convert your car to an IMCA car? It probably. I don't I mean, know if you really could. Literally, you got to dial some stuff back, or what do you think, Harry? Um, I know the tail, like a lot of the tail on a lot of the new cars, you have to have the the frame past the the rear, yeah, you know, past the rear hump. Have the hump. I know that's one thing. Some of the new cars, I don't think, have that. You they, have like a steel floor pan, steel firewall, yeah. motor's got to so be a lot of There's location. a lot of stuff. A lot of changes. You know, a lot yeah. of motor. I mean, obviously, we're running open motors, so yeah, are pretty it, much. You know, the nice thing about Davenport is, you know, we're getting, you know, we get like 15 a night, but when you start talking about, okay, we got three cars that ain't done yet, and you're out smoking, so, mm-hmm. I mean, uh, you're talking about, you know, you, you have 18, 19 cars, which is full field of cars when everybody gets out there right plus you got a couple guys that had issues and you know engine troubles have wrecked and you know yeah. they're getting back out again so they'll right. be back out there's always been street stock great class hasn't town. been too riddled with cautions which i like yeah, i mean so. there is there is a few people that consistently consistently spin out in hot laps heat yeah. race and features they are. but uh um yeah. but like it you said there, it's a, it's so competitive it's it's a great class. But I mean, they've always, a great class. they've always had a good car count in Davenport and East Moline yeah. and yeah. Uh, like Dubuque when we first started many years ago. They had outlaw cars up there too, and then they went to IMCA stock cars, which IMCA stock cars are awesome too. That'd be that's what I told him he should try to get, right. and eventually. And uh, but I don't see a lot of cars around here that would be like starting over again if you had to do all that, you know, to change them. Bruce Fosdick says, get back out there and win one carry. Ah, thanks, Bruce. Uh, what else do we have going on? Bum, bum, bum. Uh, Bruce Fosdick, I'm 60 years old. I think I need another car. So Let's go, go, Bruce. Ah, Come ah. on. Uh, and, and Bruce also said, hey, keep the open class. And, you know, you guys say that. I mean, I, I mean, you got, like, you know, Jeff Strzok and Tony Vondresky and – and and Hickson and you know go Jesse down the line. Owens and all those guys they're running high low they're putting on a show and like you said you guys ain't out there spinning out causing a lot of restarts you put on a show and I mean uh, a couple of weeks ago we didn't know if Hickson had it or if uh, Struck had it and all of a sudden Von Dresky come out of nowhere I seen Struck up there battling with Hickson and I thought okay you know it's going to be a Struck Hickson show and all of a sudden here comes Tony. Anytime Tony Vandreski's on the track, he's he's a threat. He's, he's a threat to win. I mean, he's honestly, the all those guys, six, are, all those guys are wheel are man, a threat for sure. to win. You know, 
besides yeah. you know yeah all those i'm hoping i'm trying to get myself back into that into that class of cars yeah. but uh it's 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 fun like i said i really enjoy racing with them guys they uh i think they bring me the better racer out of me yeah so. and do you guys have a favorite track you like running at uh, i mean, or I mean it's kind of, I, or you know you i i i really when we went up to dubuque them i think it was 09 dubuque back in there i really liked dubuque the wide corners but um Davenport I always struggled with a little, and I really liked East Moline. Now that Davenport's kind of reconfigured a little bit, I'm kind of leaning back towards Davenport, but something about East Moline just draws me in. I don't know what it is. Everybody's like, you're what stupid. I'm yeah. like, I love that track. I, I don't know, know what it is. It's just well a, there, I think too. maybe it's the wall gives me some kind of guide or guideline of where to set it or, or yeah. what, but I just, uh, me and that track just kind of mesh. You know, a lot of people would say, uh, you know, I used to ask people when I was promoting up there, why don't you come to East Moline? And they'd say, well, it's that wall. And I'm like, dude, you know, it's just, yeah. uh, you know, just don't drive it in the wall. Yeah. Right. That's, that's how that works. Yeah. Yep. Be on if the, closer, the closer you are, sure. the less it hurts when you hit it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, you're right. Yeah, boy, a place to be up there a lot of times, right up there next to the wall. Yeah. I've drove, I remember one year I drove up on the wall twice in the same corner. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> yeah, I drove, literally drove up on the wall, came down, yeah. got back on the gas, drove right back up there, and it's like, woof. But for me, Davenport's always a home track. Even if I'm not yeah. driving, I'll still be there every Friday yeah. night, you know. And and Tipton, I, I like Tipton a lot too. I've always had yeah. fun up there. That's a good track. That and, track's uh, always in good shape. For the specials, I remember they used to waste their Fridays too. So if it get rained out here, we'd shoot up there. And yeah. Davenport's definitely they've just the re kind of reconfigured that track. It's definitely made it racy where. Um, you know, obviously you'll get people complain anytime, but um, it seems like there's multiple lines. If you watch the big guys race and late models, you know, it seemed yeah. like multiple lines are working, which I like because obviously you, you can't pass anybody following them. Right. So, right. Um, yeah. You know, and over the years they've done, uh, they've done a wonderful job of, you know, they put in the new fence and put in the new scoreboard and put in the new bathrooms yeah. and rebuilt. The Sean and the fair board is just, they, they've definitely stood <laughs> behind, something. stood behind racing. I know when they were having problems with the last promoter, which I get, I, I liked, but they were having problems with it. You know, Sean just pretty much stood his ground, said, "I'm with the racers, and this is the way it's going to be." And well, yeah. you know, and and it, it it worked out for us. I mean, it, I didn't want to see racing kind of die here because you, you see tracks, yeah. you see the tracks well, you know, then, slowly and closing. Having Ricky and Brenda take over the place, the tracks always prep good, and you know, one thing about super nice people. I mean, you guys look out there on a racetrack around a half mile. They got you know like. And those uh, John Deere tractors, a quarter million apiece, and you oh, got four yeah. of them out there. Yeah. Like, oh, my Pretty God. Then he, when he, we were getting ready to run a half-mile show, he said, uh, well, you know, what's the problem with this thing always drying out? And I said, well, when you got a little water truck that only holds 1,000 gallons of water, I mean, you, you know, you, you could you could water like a quarter of the track. And the proper way to do it, you know, is you go around our island. You don't go out there 40 mile an hour because you aren't saturating the track. Yeah. And so the next day, Ricky shows up, and he's got a semi-tractor trailer or the tanker trailer on that thing. And, I mean, we filled that thing up, and, uh, my God, you water a lot of dirt with that thing. Oh, yeah, he's so got it helps a lot when of you got the equipment. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I questioned, I think my last week there, I kind of questioned right before we were the first feature that night, and I was like, perfect. We set our car up for the, the track, and then they came back, and I was in the car, and they're like, they're watering it. Yeah, and I, I was like, ah, oh, I was yeah, kind of questioning that. Man. I was kind of questioning that. Yeah. But after we packed it and uh, after we got through that first lap, the, the track actually really, helped. really was nice. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it definitely helped. And that's the stuff we need. And uh, I remember back in the day, you probably remember, they used to have everybody pack the track. You used to 
get yeah. two, three people jump in your car and nobody wore helmets. You just go out and pack the track yeah. and kind of miss them like days. Yeah, it was like two bucks a gallon back then for racing yeah. fuel. Yeah. And, yeah. yeah, it was good old days. Yeah. I remember sitting over there at Davenport uh, around the quarter mile and, you know, we'd look down there. Back when the uh, drive-in theater was down at the east end of the racetrack and they had trees right through uh, turn three and four. And, you know, some nights I think there's more people sitting in the trees than we're up in the stands. <laughs> I mean, everybody sneak in over there at the oh, drive-in yeah. and then they'd climb up a tree and watch the races. So, my heart, you know, I mean, like I say, I'm 62. I spent my whole life over there at Davenport Speedway in East Moline. So mm-hmm. that's uh, where I remember, uh, you know, mom and dad taking me. And that's where all my fond memories are out. Got I remember back in uh, 87, uh, Kenny Schrader was driving for Junie Dunlavy, the number 90 Red Baron Pizza car. And so Red Baron Pizza flew in in a biplane with Katie Schrader on it. And they landed that thing out on the half mile. And he jumped out. And, uh, Red Baron dude jumped out with a scarf on and what? he climbed the late mile and went racing. Yeah, so yeah. it was. Uh, we need to get some stuff like yeah. that down here. Well, I remember we, we, we met Kenny Wallace one year, many years ago, over yeah. in East Moline. And Great Kenny's dude. super cool. Yeah. 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 So I think we need more of that. And I mean, yeah. you know, with the web race, it was rained out Sunday up at East Moline. They were going to have Kenny Schrader. Schrader, yeah. Okay. I met him over there before. He's yeah, he's been at Downport down a couple of times. Yeah, Actually, right. that was like him. At, he was at the fairgrounds, yeah, I think, a couple of years ago. Yeah, he was at Downport last year a couple of times. He I just think, came right? up, started talking to you. Like, I was just like, yeah, he went hey, to the ball. Just kind of starstruck for a second. I'm like, this is Kenny Schrader. Yeah. And he's just talking about how's the track and how's this. and Kind of a racer like everybody else. Oh, yeah. Really is. It was fun, though. All right. Well, hey, we're going to talk about tonight's sponsor again here. Once again, thank you to Dunright TV and Security. For the amazing support for your television and internet, video production, smart life, and security specialists, uh, you need to give a call uh, to Dunright TV. They're right here in Davenport, Iowa, 1414 West Locust Street. Uh, phone number is 563-355-7490. Stop over at the Dunright store right next to our studio. We're in right now. So as we wrap this thing up, guys, is there any sponsors you want to plug or anybody you want to talk to uh, that maybe out there listening? Yeah, well, obviously, Dunright TV for having us here tonight. Sure. Obviously, you, Shane, and yeah. the couple of tech guys in here that are helping the work the show out. But uh, I think I said my sponsors, you know, River City, Relk, um, a, lot of, a lot of good guys there. Yep. I uh, want to thank Tony Vondresky. Uh, Definitely Tony. From yeah. Sniper Chassis. Uh, Jeff Struck from Jeff's Auto Sales. John Lund from Snap On. Yep, John, he's definitely a um, good guy. Yeah, good, Chance Houston at CI Signs. Signs. It used yeah. to be Showtime. He does now all our CI stickers. Signs, so get all of need some wraps. Chance just said, Carrie Brown is my hero. Yeah, I love I loved <laughs> right, Chance. Right after that, we, I just came, we just I'm glad I'm glad he's all right after last week. Yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah, yeah that's terrible. Yeah, yeah, I hope you're so yeah. glad he's all right. Yeah, it's horrible. I don't get to watch the races a lot because when I'm racing, I literally am grinding tires and I. So I was telling Terry Renfro and Todd Dykema last week, I said, this was an awesome night. I said, I got to watch everybody race. I seen some horrific wrecks last week. Oh, and uh, yeah. The yeah, one with Chance, you know, you, obviously I don't like seeing anybody wreck, but when you know somebody, it's just like, oh, and then you see the ambulance come. And, it's just, sure. and the only th- we can't hear back there. So luckily we heard the crowd cheer. So yeah. that's kind of our, he's okay. Yeah. He's so, doing okay. Yeah, so me, that was good. Car rule too, yeah. yeah, you know, and last year up at the Super Nationals, that guy's fuel cell coming out. Yeah, that was weird. His, uh, that's crazy. You know, right in front of his uh, windshield, it's yeah. like, my God, that thing went. It happened so fast. I just seen the fire, and I'm like, my God, I didn't know if you broke a fuel yeah, line I mean, or what happened. 
wouldn't think something like that would fall out of a race. I mean, come on. How does that happen? Even the car okay. in half. Now, I'm not going to beat up the tech guys, but how do you go through tech? Yeah, especially some place like that. Where's the Boone Supernationals? they got yeah. big tents. They're rolling you through there. Yeah. They're like, like you know, pulling your axles out. And, and, you know, but it happened. Yeah. You know, I guess Randy Anderson was telling me that, uh, you know, the guy had real lightweight tubing on there, and I guess the guy who put it in there wasn't too good a welder because, you know, with the fuel cell attached was – you know, all the framework that was supposed to be welded to the tail, and you could see nothing was penetrating. Must have been me welding it. <laughs> actually, my, my welds are it. ugly, but they, well, they, they hold. They hold. They just use a lot of heat. We, we practiced when we bought that welder. I thought it was a coup. We practiced for hours just welding just, on shovels, anything metal. But yeah. like I said, with a stock car, I don't, it don't have to be pretty. I'm going to cover it up anyway. So. Yeah, just put a lot of paint on it. Yeah. Hey, so, Kerry, when can we expect you back? Well, um, I might be working out a deal to uh, put a loaner motor in my car. We'll see if that works out. Okay. And if if not, we're going to see because the problem is, uh, again, parts. We're going to have to uh, bore this block out to put some bigger pistons in there. So okay. just as long as we can get all the parts. I mean, realistically, within a couple of weeks, if I get a loaner motor, if not, yeah, could be a month. Yeah. I mean, I, I I, I'm not real sure. I'm gonna I'm gonna enjoy myself. I've been having a blast in the pits helping these guys. It's kind of kind of forgot what kind of fun that is and. I go home. I, I literally went home uh, Friday night, and I was just like, "Why can I not pick my arms?" I was just so tired. <laughs> and I was just That's I, hot out too. I had ground tires all night, but uh, it was fun. It was fun, and all the all our cars really did good that night. And, uh, had a good run. Yeah, so yeah, kind of fun yeah. being in that spot so again. What about you, Brian? I'm hoping to be out this Friday. I hope. All right, I'm gonna hoping. try to help him get out this, this Friday. So. Always, I'm on vacation next week, so no matter what, I don't care if I gotta drive a couple hours away and buy a carburetor. Figure it out. So. Yeah. So if anybody's got a sport mod carburetor, Brian Ritter is looking six hundred two six hundred two crate carburetor. So we're just trying to get him out. I mean, that's yeah. literally the only thing that's we tried putting another carburetor on there yeah, to uh, break the motor in, and it was just didn't even work. Yeah. No, it was yeah. an old yeah. Holly, yeah. and uh, just the, you got to buy the crate stuff. Yeah. yeah. Just, well, yeah. So we he already bought the, all brand new stuff, crate and stuff. So just spend the money and get a nice yeah. get a nice. Well, we're just waiting on the, the part for my carburetor that. That came with it, but it's been now, a Jake month. Morris. Uh, you know, he ran uh, uh, you know, sport mod, and so he got rid of his car and all that stuff, and he piecemealed it. He might have a carburetor, he might get hold of uh, Jeff okay. Morris nice. or one of them guys. That's why I figure the internet's uh, crazy when, Somebody, you, when yeah. you need something. Man. Well, it's just been a weird year, it's hard to get things. And they I heard tires right now, tires, yeah, are, tires are getting nobody's hard has to tires. Find. I somebody tires, today motors. put a picture of like six tires, I think it was yeah. Dakota. I think he put a picture of a bunch of tires in the back of his truck. and i seen a bunch of vultures on there, like, hey, where'd you get that? Yeah. 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 So, $200 yeah, a tire. Strange. I guess we used up all of our stuff last year when no one was working, I guess. Yeah, I don't know. there you go. Get, get people back to work. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. All right. Well, hey, thanks, everybody, for tuning in. We'll be back again Monday night, 7 o'clock will be our time. And I want to thank our guests on here, that uh, Brian Redder and Kerry Brown. Uh, great show, and we hope you enjoyed it out there. Uh, this is Shane Davis saying God bless each and every one of you. I'll be seeing you around the track. Good night. Good night. Good night, America.